All right, episode 80. Don't get too excited. We are back two days in a row, which means that means, you know, you never know with us. We might like flee for two months again, but we are trying to be consistent this month. Actually, no, this week, maybe this month too. And uh, we have a good episode for you. You're going to enjoy this one. This one is like really random. We talk, start off with a little talking about Snoop Dogg. Then we go into talking about the heart chakra. We throw in a little bit of David Icke. And then I blow your mind at the end with spirituality. So I hope you listen to the entire podcast because I think you will enjoy it. To inspire you to boldly and unapologetically live outside the box, dream big, and question everything. This is the Defy the Norm podcast with nomads with a purpose. So I am so excited. Episode 80 of Defy the Norm podcast. And this podcast cannot be boxed in just like me. It has been all over the place and I'm kind of happy with it. It doesn't really matter. In fact, today... Danny, um, well, it wasn't today, but today uh, Victor told me that on their drive out to Lander that Victor and Danny, because they drove out here separately from Montana while I was out uh, playing playing in the rest of the U.S., that uh, they listened to Joe Rogan interview Snoop Dogg. And what did Snoop Dogg say? Uh, Well, I think that the take-home with Snoop Snoop Dogg is that he credits his success to just always being his authentic self. And just always paying that forward. And so he's passionate about what he what he does because he's always being authentic and he's never been fake. And that's why he's sort of relevant. And that's why later. you either love me or hate me because I am 100% authentic and I probably, to my own demise, am not the most financially business-oriented success. But I am happy to, like, the core of me. And so today, it is so exciting. I got my husband back. There is this thing that happens in him when he moves geographical location. And sometimes I really think like when we were first dating, we lived in San Diego and he lived in East, I'm sorry, he lived in South Bay in the hood and I lived in East County and literally like he must have shifted even like that 30 mile radius. It must have been like a massive shift for him. But in all seriousness, when we travel If we go from like one state to another state, and keep in mind, we've been doing this for seven years. When we move, it can be just 100 miles. But when we move, it takes him 72 hours to adapt. And like for the last 72 hours, it has been like, what's the right term? Teeth and nails? What's the right? No. What? What's the right nail? Because you're my, you're my, um... We've been like fighting like cats, cats and, dogs. and dogs. I know that's been like grinding been, it out. Oh, you can fighting tooth and nail. Tooth right? and nail. Thank you. See, fighting this is why fighting. Sorry, this is why we stay married because he knows these details and I am like big picture. I don't really <laughs> care what the saying is. Just the big picture needs to like happen for me. And I kid you not, like for the last three days, it has been so grueling. And every single time for the for what all of twenty twenty, you'd stay back in San Diego and you'd fly out to meet us. And it just so happened that most times you flew out 
we would be rock climbing. And so you'd have to like the travel, even if it's plane travel, it doesn't matter. Go by, go by car, go by boat, go by. Go dogs, go. It's not too far. Uh, oh, sorry. That's really cheesy. I read that book so, thousands of times. It go was dogs, so go. bad. And like, we would just fight and fight and fight. And then literally like instantly at 72 hours, it's like all of a sudden like, oh, hey, how are you doing? I'm good. I love you. I love you. Like, we're on the same page again. So anyways, we're on the same page. It's great. So hopefully you listened to yesterday's episode where we talked about the Enneagram. And the Enneagram is a great tool, especially when you're fighting or not achieving what you want in your relationship. You feel frustrated. You pull back to the Enneagram and go, okay, I get it. You need me to need you. Okay, I get it. You want to control the situation. I get you. But like, where are we going to go? And then, you know, a good night's sleep and a, uh, a good steak. That definitely helps, right? Good yeah. steak definitely I mean, helps. We're in Wyoming. They got some good beef. And they... all of a sudden, and not working for a day. Like, it's Sunday. We like took God's day and rested. There was no work. And so it was amazing that finally five o'clock rolled around. I'm like, oh, you're the person I fell in love with. Now I remember why we're married. You feel me? They feel me. They know you're not alone because like the antithesis of Snoop. And I think a lot of people feel like this is like, but like, this is my personal struggle. Nobody feels this struggle like I do. Right. Is that what you usually combat? Yeah. That's sort of the martyr complex, right? Uh, I, I think a lot of people are cursed. Either they've been taught it, you know, on some subconscious level, someone in their life from a very young age was playing it. And so you learn to uh, subconsciously, you learn to do it yourself or it's literally in your wiring a little bit, depending on your, your Enneagram. And we know that Enneagram is linked to is how you were programmed because of how you were raised. So, um, yes, that can absolutely be a big part of that. Yeah. All right. So today in Lander, we tried to go rock climbing, but... It was, you know, the weather. It was snowing. It was, it was is it, welcome to Lander. Last year we were in Lander and it was June 30th and we went to climb Wild Iris and it started snowing on us. Uh, I remember being here in Lander in May of last year and Victor wasn't with us that time. And I took Momo, our Class C, up to Wild Iris to sleep. Normal thing. I do it all the time. And about 5 a.m. I really literally like the girl... Gabby and Isabel woke up and looked at me like, is the motorhome going to blow over? I'm like, it might. <laughs> Should we risk driving down? Mm, yeah, let's take the risk. Which is where we were. It was like, I am not comfortable with this. It really felt like it was going to blow over. And I don't really think I even shared driving here last uh, Friday from... Colorado. Fort yeah, Collins. I was in Fort... Uh, well, south of Fort Collins in Canyon City. Con- How do Canyon. I Canyon City. <laughs> it's, a, it's got the Quigley. Yeah, it's true. Um, man, I, I left Fort Collins, beautiful weather, great. It kind of was a pain how much traffic there was through Denver and Fort Collins. And then all of a sudden you go over that pass into Laramie and the snow drifts, like you could only see five feet in front of you. The truck towing a trailer in front of me had no brake lights. So we were like constantly like, are we going to hit him? Are we going to hit him? I don't know. The snow's blowing in so fast. And then there was this point where all the like billboard signs said uh, basically road close to any high clearance or like high high profile, high profile light vehicles they put in that and we're like well we're we're good we're not like that we're not high profile and our truck is kind of light though it gets blown over like when I go off roading in that truck it slips and slides everywhere so 
I thought, well, we contemplated for a good five minutes. Should we just stay in Laramie or should we like push over the pass? The problem was that really we were worried that, oh man, if we stall, we might get trapped here for days and then not make it across to to Lander. So we decided to push through, but I kid you not, like there must've been only me and like five to 10 other semis anywhere close to close to me. There were so few people attempting it. They had closed the westbound, or I'm sorry, they closed the eastbound side. We were going west. And you'd get to some of these spots on the pass that again, like the the 60 mile an hour winds, so much snow coming across that all I do is just stare out at my driver's side, like in front of the nose of the truck. And you could just make out the little bit of the white line and, and you'd be good. Like you don't have traffic next to you. So you just kind of hog the whole highway. You're in the and, center wherever there's less snow, right? It was, it was definitely crazy. And then Victor almost crashed coming here. Yeah. You don't want to share? Well, I mean, it was just... Harness your Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you go check it out. Check it out. So no, we were, it, the sun had said we were actually get we're probably only two hours away um and i it was through one of the canyons here and uh, i was i was going a little bit slower i was going 30 40 miles where i get to a tunnel uh, lo and behold i'm going sideways through the tunnel right as i come through i'm like oh shoot here we go we're going sideways hit some ice uh thankfully we no, did he's not, hit not the telling the whole details he hit ice slid sideways jumped the curb into the other side of or did you bounce off the curb i bounced off the curb so there was no divider between the lines you no. just slid sideways into the uh, oncoming traffic that luckily had no oncoming yeah. traffic bounced across the curb and then bounced back Correct. but let me just explain to you you guys don't understand like for victor no wonder it took him 72 hours to recover because not only did that happen you know type twos have amazing gifts but like it resiliency for stress is not their strong suit in addition to that he got pulled over twice by wyoming sheriffs yeah by wyoming i got my first ticket since i was 20 for speeding but in my defense they never told me that the speedometer on our new our new to us truck was off and so i was telling the police officer like really are you sure he's like yeah i got you at 78 or I got you at... I think it's five miles an hour off. So he was probably going like 73. And he's like, well, you know, I'm only three miles over. And the police officer, or that, sorry, sheriff. Stay but the, that, that in general, it's like, it's ridiculous because Wyoming, Montana, like I love these states, but we've been pulled over. Like we never get pulled over. And lately we've gotten pulled over so many times. Uh, me in, in Montana and my daughter in Montana and Texas. And for, for little things like going 50 and a 45 or having a headlight out. And I'm like, okay, I get it that like, maybe you're trying to see if it's like people up to no good or something, but come on, you're just chasing tax dollars through tickets. Like there's so many worse things. I know somebody who uh, maybe you're listening right now follows us on Instagram and lives in Southern Texas and she can't even let her kids go play outside because of the number of people coming across the border that are not of like good morals like my husband here there's definitely some shady stuff happening on their border that's okay my snoop dog's like take her to leave it i don't care there is bad stuff there's bad stuff to the extent that my daughters want to go live in their own rv and i'm just at this point like thinking no like you guys if you're gonna do that you cannot just go choose to vagabond like like we've done because 
what, what's the statistic at now? Do you know how many people have come across? And it's a really touchy subject because part of Victor would probably be like, oh, you're going to bring this up. And like, that's not fair because my family came across the border. I'm like, yeah, but you came across legally. Like, that's okay. There's a difference between purposely trying to um, have it so it throws the system here so that when shit goes down, we're going to be in, um, what do we want to call it? A, a mob setting, a... Um, Come on! I, I don't know Lord. where I don't know where you're going with that. Okay, okay, fine. We'll we'll shift we'll shift away from touchy subjects. So yeah, I got my husband back, but if I go that far, then he's gonna be like, no, no, no. We, anyways, you don't want your daughters vagabonding. Oh, that's that's anytime. I, I that just makes com- common sense. Like if anyone's up to no good, two girls by themselves target. So yeah. regardless. So the rule is, you get your RV, you have to stay in campgrounds. Where there's lots of people. And they'll have their 9mm with them. Don't worry. So, we're going to talk. So, that we're going to shift. Anahata. About Anahata, yeah. That was our long-winded intro into the heart chakra where we practice forgiveness. And Right? Correct. Okay. What do you want to talk about about the Anahata? Well, the first thing I wanted to talk about is that uh, it is kind of an in-between that connects the lower three chakras which are these these physical body chakras and connects with the spiritual right so the mind the mind and a lot of people work you know i we do a chakra healing and i and i work with people's chakras and i realize how how many of them have blocked heart chakras and and let's add to like everybody i think has an imbalance in the heart chakra only because for the sense that uh, most people are heavily one side or the other. Either you tend to be wired to exist in your body chakras or you tend to be wired to, be, to exist in your mind chakras. And regardless of which side of that spectrum you are, it's hard for you to bridge. Most people, everyone's really, path to growth is learning how to bridge the mind and body and the place you do that is through the heart. And being able to uh, access the what it takes to balance the heart chakra is really hard. So I can be my like smart ass self and make jokes with Victor right now. But at the same time, I'm like, I know. We shift to this. I'm like, I know there's, there's compassion. It's got to be hard. It's hard. It's hard today. I don't care where you are in the world. I don't care what site, what state border you're on, what, what is happening. Um, Everybody is struggling in some element, including us right now. And so the heart chakra is that place where we set, where we step into our struggle the most. We step into, um, shoot, I don't know all the answers and I keep making mistakes or I feel like I'm making mistakes or I did that mistake and what if I make that mistake again? How will I ever forgive myself? Or that, or we, it's the bigger one. It's the place that we um, place blame and point our finger at, he did that to me, she did that to me, and I am never, like if you're type A like me, you get hurt and you're like, I am never letting somebody hurt me like that again. Or if you're a type two, it's like, you're gonna self-sacrifice your sense of self in order to protect never being hurt. And so you disconnect from the self. So the heart chakra is really, um, really damaged in most people, but it is really our place. If you listen to David Icke, this is the thing that I love about him so much. You can listen to him go down all the rabbit holes of DARPA and 
Um, Koshwa. and or I was going to say rep, rep, reptilians and all this <laughs> stuff. But you know what the thing in the end, what he tells you every single time is like, open your heart chakra. You open your heart chakra, you can live free. And it's true. I mean, I feel like for the most part, I try to embrace that every single day. And I mean, like something little, like I kind of felt bad when we left the grocery store and you, you told me about, oh, that guy, he just hustles everybody. And then I gave like a little donation to somebody. I'm like, gosh. Kind of felt bad for a second that I that here I'm acting out of my heart chakra and like, huh, you just got played. But I was not even insinuating whatsoever that you got played. But the fact that he was standing there is like, oh, he just he's trying to get he's getting more. I'm like, and you're still he's going. To, I don't doubt that he's going to eat that food. He's going to eat that food. Yeah. And he probably needed it. But he also know that every Sunday people are doing that and a good portion of them are not going to want it. So he's going to hang out. Yeah. Right. And so I was more that I just caught it in myself, this feeling of like, so, okay, we go to pay for at the grocery store at the local uh, grocery store here in Lander. And we buy, of course, I mean, if she's, if we're just buying a day's worth of food, people always say, are you stocking up? I'm like, oh no, this is just a few days for our family. But uh, side note, if, if in a few months when we're all tracked on the fed coin and um, you know, have, to get all the beef. have um, social credit scores, we definitely would have been denied our, on our uh, purchase today because I think 60 to 70% of our grocery cart was beef. Yep. No regrets. And they would have denied, sorry, your pasture quota of beef for, for this. For meat. Um, anyways, we, we go to pay. And if you pay spend more than 50 bucks, they give you a pound of beef for free. And at first I'm like, huh, what? I don't get it. And there's this like big container of beef that you can, everyone who pays 50 bucks in groceries goes and grabs theirs. And there's this old guy kind of like looking and at my meat and like what I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, here, here, just give, give mine to him. And then it struck me when I was, that he just kept standing there. I'm like, huh, that's weird. And he didn't even say thank you. That was the thing that struck me the most. I'm like, gosh, he didn't even say thank you. And we're walking out and Victor's like, yeah, he probably stands there for everybody. And I'm like, oh. And it's funny to catch that feeling of shame. Here you're working out of your heart chakra to be like, I'm giving. But because there's this sense of like not receiving gratitude or like, ha, jokes on you, I just played you. This feeling of shame that came over me for a split second, like, oh, here I was expecting to like boost myself up and be this good person and feel mm-hmm. good about it. And then I'm like, oh, I I felt I felt played. But here's the thing with the heart chakra. You just forgive real quick. You're just like, okay, you let that pass. That's what like meditation's all about, is so- meditate. You see the thoughts run by like a freight train and you're just like, huh, those are thoughts. They're interesting. The problem is, is when we don't, aren't aware of those feelings and then they start to fester. Yeah. So I just wanted to feed off of that one. You know, when we're doing prompts or even for myself, it's like when we're talking about heart chakra, it's giving love and receiving love, but then also um, forgiving yourself and others. Right. 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 Correct. (laughs) (laughs) And so... I, you know, one of the hardest things that I found personally is that that for that to be able to forgive yourself and why that becomes important is because you realize how much once you start digging in deep, how much you might be holding on to. And so a big part of this is to encourage you to like scratch at the surface, figure out what you're holding on to and and repeat it over and over. And I have to say this, that 
oftentimes I'll find myself during a meditation just saying, I'm amazing, I'm amazing, I'm amazing, because I know I'm wired. I got this programming stuff that's like, that's always telling me, you suck, you suck, you suck, you suck, you suck. So I have to battle that. Even if I don't completely feel it, you have to start off with the intention. It's a really big catch-22, so I'm going to play off of that. Um, so Victor does suck. Just kidding. Victor has, and a lot of people have this. I am lucky that I was given a childhood where I was, it, I, I was given the permission to fail. I was given the permission to figure things out. I've shared this a lot on the podcast. Like my dad would take us out to the desert from a, I was three riding my own 73 wheeler out in the big dunes. Like I, I like the ability to take a risk and figure something out was huge because I'm going to come back to Manipura. We were at the brewery yesterday and I told my uh, youngest kids like, well, if you want a burger, here's a credit card. You got to go order it yourself. I'm not ordering it for you, but just, just sign my name. Like, come on, you can sign. They don't care. Just scribble Robin Robledo. And, and they look at their dad and he's like, I don't know. Like I was never allowed to go order my food. I was never allowed to even choose what I ate when we went out to eat. Like that's a massive programming difference that I have to have heart chakra compassion for when Victor and I hit heads. Well, yeah, we very we just didn't go out to eat that much, and we did. Like it was just whatever you were, you appreciated whatever they. were. I'm sure got. if you guys went to Taco Bell, you got to pick if you had two tacos. No. Yeah, I guess. Maybe. I, I don't know if we I maybe went to Taco Bell. Like, why would I go? <laughs> This is classic. People always think this. Why would I go to Taco Bell when I get tacos all the time? If I wanted to go out to eat, we wanted to go get hamburgers. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's... Hey, you know Taco Tuesday? That was all week. <laughs> I mean, if you're listening this, you're not Mexican-American. You don't know. Like, We need to do some... like, Explain some stories because... For like growing up, you just don't know the difference. And like, yeah, you're right. You guys ate every meal as a taco. Every meal. Oh, we're, but we're going to do something different. We're having kebabs, but I got some tortillas here if you want to put it in a taco. Yeah. Correct? I mean, it was just, yeah, beans and rice, uh, meats and rice at most. Even if you guys did kebabs. Fan- I think we got fancy uh, a little bit and occasionally we would have spaghetti. And I think what was intriguing about that is because I remember vividly being able to be, I could prepare that that meal so in middle school I, would, I could prepare spaghetti um for the family so i could get that done before my mom and dad got home from work okay perfect so that's an example of money per so money per is your solar plexus okay every chakra point feeds off of above and below you get a blockage above or below just like an injury if you have a shoulder injury you got to look at the elbow or vice versa right if whatever you have it's upstream downstream problems perfect well chakras are the same when you have a chakra blockage in one you need to look upstream and downstream at how well you're being able to step into those other ones well while heart chakra might still not I, never going to pretend to believe or pretend it's like perfectly balanced but i actively have to work through this one what does help is that I can step into Manipura, into solar plexus, and be like, well, I'm gonna take some risks and figure things out. 
Victor has had so many less opportunities to do that, so many less times to trial and error. And quite honestly, we have a whole generation of kids in the same situation. We have completely um, limited the well, amount so, that... Yeah, I mean, sorry to interject, but it's it's what we saw in Island Tumble, right? That That sort of helicopter parent that was always there they're also like look when i had my first kid and daniel fell it was very normal to be like oh my god are you okay you know it, it takes a lot of practice to start letting them fall and see how they roll like with the punches and letting them dust that off and learn from that right and so that's that adaptive and it was a different like to me it's just it was like whatever like are you are you hurt or are you injured if you're hurt do you like we can get you some ice or like stop the bleeding but if you're injured we'll go to the hospital but it wasn't like there was never and that's how I was raised so that was kind of like with my kids like you're good like you're fine I mean it's the same way when dry goes to climb <laughs> although we should tell the story <laughs> the story about him bleeding yesterday um but but Victor like for so many years of our marriage he'd be like be careful are you okay be careful I'm like yeah, they're 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 good they're like unless we have to go to the hospital like leave them alone they're they're fine they'll figure it out Yesterday, we're rock climbing. Do you remember what Dry said? I'm bleeding out. <laughs> he's on this, like, he's on this hard, he's on a 10D. And it was a, it was a, it was a solid, challenging 10D. And he's, he's like, oh, man, I got my finger stuck. And then he gets almost to the top. He's like, I think I'm bleeding out. <laughs> he was not bleeding <laughs> he out. like a nail Pulled. He pulled his nail up a little bit, and so pulled it was it. bleeding under the nail, but it was hardly bleeding out. But but, man, but, but he still did it. Like and, and actually the people around him was <laughs> great for a laugh. Like because so here's a kid who's just speaking exactly what but he'd say it and he'd still roll with the punches. Like he knew okay, exactly what out. he was doing. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny. Okay, so when your heart chakra, if you're like, ah, oh, come on. You want me to just forgive? Like, do you know what these people did to me? And I know his victor like struggles with this. Like, do you know what they did to me? And and I'm like, well, you actually like for me to tell him, hey, you just need to go take more risks in life, hit a couple other failures, achieve some successes, and then you'll forget about that. It won't <laughs> matter. And he's like, say it in Spanish. <laughs> Okay, there we go. I thought you'd go for something bigger. No, I don't know. Okay. I don't know who's who listens to your podcast, so I try to keep it clear. It's our podcast. <laughs> okay, so he, uh, so it really does uh, help if the action to heal the heart chakra or to balance it is acting bold and brave and outside your comfort zone, because that's the only place where you actually find fulfillment for. Um, achievement. Now, being busy or wearing the badge of like, oh, I'm just so busy. I got so much to do. Okay, Victor's got it. Yes. This is, I, 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 when we do testing and I'm balancing chakra points, we use a pendulum and I bring it over people's chakra points and we kind of get a gauge for it. And one thing I see nine, time as a, nine times out of 10 in, on Manipur or solar plexus is that people are putting a ton of energy out, but in a completely opposite direction of what it should be doing. Meaning they're, they're, they're acting and they're doing a lot. I do, but completely out of alignment is what I, what I always recommend. I'm like, well, I know you do a lot, but is it in alignment? When I, and then they go to, to which I usually get the response like, well, what do you mean? <laughs> and I go, well, who you are and what you're acting with your purpose. Are you acting in that alignment? 
And then that obviously broaches a different conversation um, because then they start thinking about, well, okay, well, I kind of, I like what I do, but I don't really like it. I mean, it's a choice. I'm like, well, what would be acting bold in your life? If, you know, we use IMWO uh, very often, if money was no object, what would you be doing right now? Um, and oftentimes it isn't what they're currently doing. And, and, and then they'll backpedal, but I really like what I do. I'm like, okay, well, look, it's fine. These are all just questions we're asking to get down to how we can help this energy flow, um, this, this energy flow that's not getting up from your solar plexus into your heart. Absolutely. And so then you got upstream, right? That's downstream. Upstream yeah. is your throat chakra. And uh, while me as a type eight can get myself into trouble often with my throat chakra, that doesn't always... Does that really happen? <laughs> doesn't wow. always uh, help my heart chakra at the same time there are some elements where it does help it and being able to navigate the throat chakra personally i think maybe it's just my wiring and stuff but i think it's the hardest thing it's also i'm a 36 9 when it comes to numerology victor's a 32 5 so communication throat chakra is both of our number one thing that we have to navigate and work through in order to build a good relationship and i, I gotta say like i don't I don't think it's just an accident to be married this long. We've been together almost 30 years. Three, zero. Like, there's no... I'm just going to wait till we okay. get 30 and I'll get a plaque or something. And I'll be dead. Hang on the wall. Hang on the wall. Next job. <laughs> Did you guys know that Victor is like Walter Mitty? But you didn't know that because he doesn't let you guys know him about... Victor doesn't let many people know him that well, but he's kind of like Walter Mitty. Like, when we go places, he does that space out thing all the time. <laughs> all the time. Okay. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> See, didn't a month apart do good for us? Yeah. Um, but apparently, so Victor's the, the, never going to leave me out of his sight now again. No, not anymore. Um, so throat <laughs> chakra, you know, one of the big things, the cues that I always mention when, when I'm working on myself or others is speaking your truth, right? And so often... I have trouble with that. Who, me or you? You? No, no, that's that's authentic. That's been, that's helped your development powerfully. And it's honestly, like, it, it's by knowing what it's done for you, it's like, okay, I got to step into this. I definitely know because I could see it. And it's interesting because um, it's very normal to, for me to adjust based on what is deliverable to someone. Well, I don't want to hurt a feeling or instead of just being like, well, I can be compassionate and truthful at the same time. That is something that I'm working on tremendously, as opposed to, well, you know, let me butter it up a little bit, deliver it in a way, but in the end, I feel very let down. Yeah, and like my brain just doesn't go to that. His brain thinks like, I mean, come on, this is why knowing your cognitive functions from your MBTI is helpful. It's not gonna solve all your problems, but self-awareness is massive. Like it's 80% of the journey if you just, watch yourself. If you can hover outside your body and be like, oh, that's where I do this thing. To me, I personally would rather like, just tell it to me straight up. I just want all the information and I make my own decision. That's how I want things. Victor's very much of more about like, he does not want that. Like, please do not tell me straight up. I just tell me within like where my comfort zone is. And so he communicates that way. To me, I go all the time like, well, why don't you tell them that? Like, don't you think they want all the information so that they can like make that decision? Like, no, 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 they can't process that. Like, 
I don't get that. I mean, I get it and like I understand, but like to me, it makes no logical sense. And so obviously I'm so much more like I have this, this standard of, well, this is logical. This is, I want to acquire the information and then combine it into my own conclusion because I'm NI dominant. Victor's like, no, 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 we gotta like talk, like he's FE dominant, well, secondary, but like we gotta like put it into a box of what like people can take emotionally. And I mean, it's it's hilarious to some point if like a type eight, like say what? Like, why would we do that? That makes no sense. But if you've worked with me as a coach, you know that when I go to coach, I'm, I, you know, I can completely shift into that because I do realize that like, there's, you can't take actions in every, you can't go North, West, South, and East at one time. I know this, we can do road trip analogies all day long. At some point you have to be like, okay, well, we're going to drive North to Denver and then we'll decide if we pivot and go, you know, West to Salt Lake City or whatever. Did you want to add to that? No, no. Ooh, we got us both pausing. That's good. There can be blank space because we decided to like go unfiltered on the podcast because it's just more fun. And, you know, type eight, it's like, it's all about the fun for me. If it's not fun, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> well, but I, but, but I really think the big part of the chakras and understanding them is that it gives you or gives me, gives me a beautiful template that I can extend away from and look down upon and sort of be analytical and then go, oh, this is the challenges that I'm having. I'm, this is, these are the exercises, the journaling that, we, that I need to do, the, the things that I can take a step into, the mantras I can work on, the things I can eat to help me with these things. And then that gives me some stepping stones and lo and behold, so here want, we go in the right direction, right? So Myers-Briggs, we haven't even done a whole Myers-Briggs thing, I don't think, on the podcast. But Myers-Briggs Typing Indicator gives you a, this this is where your behavior comes in. And even more importantly, this is your brain's cognitive function. This is your operating system for your brain, absolutely linked to how your programming sets you up. But you have to be able to see yourself in how, how you process stuff. What Victor just talked about is so, it's so valuable to understand in yourself or in your spouse. So while to me, I'm like, F-E, like, why do I care about other people's feelings? I just want to explain that. F-E is external feelings. Other people's feelings versus F-I. You can't have both. You cannot be, your processing system does not operate on your feelings and other people's feelings. On top of that, if your feeling, where that lies, you got four main functions that you're that your operating system goes on and depending on how much self-growth and self-awareness you've been nurturing, you might be really only operating on two. I mean, like a lot of people are only working on the first two and they maybe touch the third and once in a blue moon, they touch on the fourth. Well, if your first ones are FE, you're going to be very, you're going to be very much more type two, Type six. Well, that's my superpower. Maybe type nine, <laughs> where you're like, oh, like you're you're able to adapt to other people's feelings. That's really great. It's a great skill to have, but you have to then work extra hard to be like, hmm, what am I? What yeah, what am I feeling right now? Well, what Victor just touched on is like so what makes him an amazing coach 
in one way, it was really what makes us an amazing team because we actually share no functions. So he's got the full four and I've got the other four. <laughs> really good in like, say, um, a business in a way, or but not so good when you want to go out to dinner sometimes. And so he does... Yeah, what he remember I said, oh, like I just don't get that. Like logically, it's not even so much for me logically. It's called it's that I see things in systems. So you've got a thinking extrovert and a thinking introvert function, and you only have one of them. Well, if you're really good at categorizing things and putting ideas into boxes and keeping them separate, that's an introverted thinking function. Victor's really great at that. He's like shoulder injury. Boom, I've got this whole file in my brain because he's also SI, which means amazing memories. He's got this file cabinet in his brain that can can um, break apart any discrepancy in how the shoulder should function. Great. Like, that's why I look at him like, what's that like saying? Like tooth and nail? Da, da, da. That's a TI thing. I don't have that. I have big picture systemizations. I'm TE dominant. So it's like, I see the big picture if you're like a manager of, um, if, you know, if, if you run a business like you're, you know, cause I'm like Myers-Briggs commander. So I'm looking at like running, running systems, running businesses, running households. If you are, um, an executive, you'll probably have that skill set where you can see the big picture, but you know, you might forget the names of like your employees or the names of like who sang what at that band and in that concert at that event, little things like that. You don't, those don't lock into your brain, but you know, like the most efficient way to solve this problem looks like this or this. Is, and that's what he's talking about is he's like, man, I'm great. Like I can feel, but like you want me to help heal people's chakra. I can tell you which way the pendulum's spinning and he has got an amazing gift at that. But like, so how's how's the Enneagram connected to that heart chakra? Connected to the like what they ate yesterday? Well, yeah. <laughs> I think the challenge for me is a complete integration of that new system. And that comes back to cognitive function because I have like, I spent the last 30 years developing a, developing a file cabinet for injury rehab, for injury body. prevention, biomechanics. Like I really could could watch someone for about two reps and know what they're doing right, wrong, and how to solve an injury. That's that's where I developed my my talent. And so this is just going to take a little time before I can interweave it completely. But the first step is me understanding it on myself because then it becomes personal and it becomes easy to integrate and share with others. And that's why even this podcast is an amazing because I could share like, hey, me standing on top of this, I could be like, boom, I'm blocked here. I'm blocked here right now. This is what I'm feeling. This is how I got to deal with it. I'm going to eat this, do this, stretch this, exercise this, dance this way, eat this, right? Yeah. And we didn't even talk about astrology because technically Victor's a son in Virgo you know those Virgos, they're heavily in their body chakras, which is the lower three. So like any ache, ache, like any discomfort, even right now, we've been sitting for 37 minutes in a chair and I can tell he's getting antsy, like, oh, my hips, my back's getting tight. I gotta move, I gotta move. Can we, can we wrap it up soon? So with that, I think we should wrap it up so that Victor can go stretch. What? <laughs> no. No. And, in movement, well, there is peace. <laughs> there is, that's why we travel so much. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really good, I don't want to overwhelm you because I could get going on. Actually, I'll just finish it on this. I was telling Victor this today when we were getting some food. 
that like our perception is everyone's perception is different. Okay. And our perception is usually based on what's in front of us and our upbringing. And for a lot of us, like maybe that's 30 years, maybe that's 60 years. Okay. But for, I would venture to say 99.99% of you listening, you're basing it off less than a hundred years of humanity. And so while it's really hard to talk about the chakras and be like, well, what do you mean? Like my money per is off because my to-do list is so long and I'm, I'm so, mm. I'm so valuable and I'm so busy and I'm, I have all, I have this amazing house and I have this beautiful car and I have all these external things that validate who I am. Well, take a step back and think about the span of humanity. Okay. And you can be like, well, I think we can all agree humanity has been around for probably 3,000 years, probably much longer than that, wherever you want to think the start of humanity was. But the chakras are not 100 years old. They're not 1,000 years old. Okay, we're talking really far. I wish I could tell you the exact number, but I would need Gabby's TI brain to know that. But we're talking at least 3,000, right? Thousands of years. I mean, it's before, yeah. And so I'm pretty sure it's like between five and 8,000 years. And so imagine what their reality or even perception of reality looked like back then. Was there this like debt system? Was there this hustle to prove yourself through uh, acquiring um, material material goods, safety and security? Or was there just a sense of being? Because Victor and I end up hitting heads because sometimes it's hard for him to understand how I can be so happy in like, doing kind of nothing. It's like you just want to go like live in the dirt and like rock climb and then go get a beer. I don't get it. And and while I do want actually a lot more than that, sometimes when things get hard, I can retreat to be like, I'm good. Like, like find me a piece of land, pull up my RV. Let me just go like play in the dirt for the day, go get a beer and I'm happy. Uh, I just, as long as I'm not cold, I hate being cold. And so you... You have this part, there's, there's this story when you, when you can step into like, this is my good spot. This is where I'm, I'm happy right here. I don't really need more than this and maintain homeostasis in your body, which means all the chakras kind of flowing evenly balanced. Like I'm safe. I feel, I, I love who I am. I do things I enjoy. I forgive, like whatever. It's just, it is what it is. Like we're all trying our best. I speak my truth. I listen. You guys forget like throat chakra is listening. Um, I, I know where I, I see my third, through my third eye, I, I see my future, whether it's ach- achievement or goal driven or not, or just contentment. And I trust that like, Hey, maybe this is my 16th go around on this planet. I don't know, but there's this point that you have to detach from what the perception is that you've been given. And so maybe part of that is accepting that you are actually just an energetic being that is not meant to accumulate assets and show up at a job that proves that you deserve to be here. Maybe there's more to you than that. Maybe there's not. Maybe that's it, and that's that's good that's too. That's cool too. But there is the possibility that there's some validity to the chakras, and maybe David Zeich's right. Maybe we just have to lead through our heart chakra. That's a good place to end it. All right. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow.